Good morning, New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, the place where love abides, where our pastor is Dante A. Hall Sr. This is Deacon McMillian with your Sunday School lesson for February the 21st, 2021. Let us open up with a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, O God, for life, health, and strength. Lord, we thank you for your word, God. God, we're asking, O God, that this word edify and encourage your people, God, and for those that are not saved, that it will trouble their hearts until they turn unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture lesson text for this morning is found in John chapter 11, verses 17 to 32. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said, when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus would not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Our introduction says, We noted last week that Mary and Martha had so much confidence in Jesus, who, who he was and what he could do, that they did not make any specific request of him when they sent word that Lazarus was sick. In fact, they did not even name him, saying, Only that he whom thou lovest is sick. They did not even say it was their brother who was sick, because they knew Jesus would know and understand what was happening. They made no suggestion whatsoever about what he should do. The sisters showed great faith in Jesus by simply leaving the entire situation up to him. All they did was give him the facts without asking for anything. Their attitudes and actions concerning what they were facing are an example of the way to handle the difficult things we ourselves face. Assurance of victory over death. Lesson exposition. 
a pur purposeful death. Lazarus dies. Jesus sovereignly planned that the sickness and subsequent death of Lazarus will result in a miracle that would strengthen the faith of his disciples. The timing of this event fit that design perfectly. When Jesus finally arrived back in Bethany, Lazarus had been in a tomb four days. One day of travel for the messenger, two days of delay by Jesus, and one day of travel for him and his disciples. Jesus was about to do something that would establish his messiahship and his deity beyond doubt. His disciples' faith in him would indelibly confirm would be indelibly confirmed in their hearts forever. John records this event as the climatic miracle of Jesus' ministry and one that ought to confirm our faith in him as well. Well, one thing for sure and two things for certain. The people there to see this miracle should have believed in Jesus as being the Christ. And we reading it should believe. But you remember Jesus saying that greater things than these shall you do? And I thought about that. Now, Lazarus was dead and he called him out the grave. And the greater things we do, if you just think about this for a moment, when you point someone to the cross and they end up giving, giving their lives to Christ, in essence, we're doing the same thing. We're, you know, they're being raised from the dead. It's still Jesus doing it, but we're pointing them there. So we have a part in it, and that's the part we have in helping Jesus to get the folks saved that need to be saved before the end times. So we have to be on our jobs because if you just think about it, we were dead, but now we're alive because we believed on the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Jesus arrives. The proximity of Bethany to Jerusalem and the prominence of Lazarus' death, Lazarus' family, led to many people being present to comfort Mary and Martha after his death. Both Martha and Mary were beloved by the people around Bethany. All indications point to the fact that their household was a prominent one in the community. Martha's faith. Martha had been full of hope when the messenger was dispatched to tell Jesus of Lazarus' illness. And she expressed this upon meeting him. Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. She was not complaining. She realized that Lazarus had died shortly after the messenger had been sent to Jesus and that he could not have arrived in time. On the other hand, she was confident that if he had been there, he could have saved Lazarus. Now, the only way you can explain this is great faith. And what we ought to do is sit down and do some self-inventory and see if we have this kind of faith or do we have that wavering faith. You know, if you've ever been through anything and God brought you through it, you can learn to have this kind of faith, knowing that God has all power. Jesus has all power in his hands. So knowing that he has all power, what are we doubting for? Even though in this pandemic, we have no need to be afraid. We have to use wisdom. And do as we're told. But it's no need to be afraid. Because God knows just what he's doing. He's not in heaven scratching his head. So just try your best to have this kind of faith. Unending faith. 
unfailing faith. A Glorious Affirmation This is the fifth of John's seven recorded I Am statements. All resurrection in life is in Jesus Christ alone. Without Him there is neither. There is no hope of eternal life apart from Jesus, and it is promised only to those who trust in Him as Lord and Savior. Jesus' declaration that He is the resurrection and the life is inextricably related with the assurance that all who believe in Him will live forever, even if they have suffered physical death. In addition, and no less essentially, essentially related, is the promise that those who are alive and trust in Him will never die. For believers, all physical death does is end our earthly lives as we transition into eternal life in the Lord's presence. We can be confident with Paul that we shall be absent from the body and present with the Lord. In this segment, Jesus says... If you believe in him, you shall never die. I believe that wholeheartedly, with all my heart. I put all my eggs in one basket. They say you're not supposed to do that. Put all my eggs. And if I was a betting man, I would bet all my money on Jesus the Christ. Because I know he has all power in his hands. He got up with all power in his hands. Now, the eternal life, we call that being saved. We have the promise of eternal life. And we have to understand what salvation is. One meaning of salvation, salvation is the successful deliverance from the danger of impending judgment. You see, there is a judgment to come upon this world because if we just look around, we see that God is not happy. And the Bible tells us what to look for before this great and terrible day of the Lord. And it says, as in the day of Noah, so shall it be before the Son of Man shall come. And it also says, as in the days of Lot, so shall it be before the Son of Man shall come. And when Noah's day, they were eating and drinking and marrying and just having a good time. Not worrying about what Moses was, I mean, Noah was telling them about the flood coming. And in Lot's day, you see there was a whole lot of uh, sexual immorality. And you, today you see all this happening. So know for sure. I can't tell you when the rapture is going to occur, but I can tell you this one thing for sure. It's closer today than it was yesterday. Amen? I thank God that we have a blessed assurance that we'll have eternal life on the other side with him. And know this. <coughs> God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. So if you're not believing wholeheartedly. On his word. You pray and ask God to help your unbelief. We're going to go over to our practical points. Number one says the death of a loved one is a painful experience and we need God's people to comfort us during our grief and that is a fact but as for me I can never seem to find the words to say to someone that has lost a loved one to me that when it happened to me 
when my grandmother passed away. There was no word someone could say to comfort me. And I know the scriptures. So it took those scriptures that I already knew, and it took Jesus Christ to comfort me, the Holy Spirit to comfort me. Nobody could really tell me anything that could comfort me. But I know what God said is true, and that's what I believe, that I will see her again. So that was the only thing that comforted me. Number two says, our hope in times of grief is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a fact. But guess what? That is our hope, even not in times of grief. Jesus is our hope all the time. Number three, if we believe in Jesus, life does not end with our death on earth. That is a fact. If we believe on Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we should just transition over to the other side and we're going to live forever. And those that do not believe on Jesus Christ is going to live forever, but it's going to be in another place. They'll be dying forever. Number four, death is not to be feared by the believer, for Jesus has conquered death and promises his followers eternal life. Now, how hard is that for one to do if they're not fully rooted and grounded in the word of God and believe fully and totally on his word to not fear death? Because not knowing, not seeing what's on the other side, is our problem. But we know if we believe God's word, what's on the other side. But we just can't see it. Number five. Though physical death may take place on earth, those who have faith in Jesus will never experience spiritual death in hell. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And number six. Personal faith in Jesus brings hope in the midst of suffering. It does not exempt us from suffering ah and that's something that we need to understand it rains on the just as well as the unjust we have to go through this pandemic just like the unsafe folk but we don't have to go through it alone and we don't have to grieve like other people grieve when we lose a loved one because jesus brings hope even in the midst of suffering i don't know if you lost anyone during this pandemic but if you did, you know that you can rejoice in that Jesus, if they're saved, you can rejoice that they're with Jesus. But if they're not, if they weren't saved, that's a whole nother story. But I encourage you to try to reach that one that know, don't know Jesus Christ, whether it be a friend or a family member. This is our job. We want to do great big things for Christ. But he wants us to do just that little thing. Show his love to someone today. Praise God every day. Be thankful every day. But show God's love every day. And we'll help somebody make it into the kingdom. Lord, we thank you for this lesson. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love and kindness. God, encourage our hearts, oh God. Help our unbelief. And God, we thank you for being just who you are. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.